This is Ken Ferry with this week's edition of Boots in the Field. Finally, moisture on the corn is moving down. Uh, moisture taken out this week, running from 17% to 25%. Starting to see a lot of corn in the 21-22% range. Guys, remember, as you drop 5 percentage points in your calibration, has to be redone on your kick combine. So um, as you start out at 28 or 29 and you're down around 22 or 21, we need to do a new uh, calibration a new grain type. Don't forget to send in your uh, calibration information and let the guys know what field it's in. They'll make you a cal curve and we'll make sure that that monitor is calibrated before you get out of that moisture range uh, where it should be. But it doesn't take them too long to run you a cal curve and kind of give you an update on how well your calibration itself was. Uh, as we continue to fight down corn, uh, yesterday Isaac was up in an airplane and flew a bunch of our plots to uh, Look at what we got above ground, or above the uh, canopy, and he said about 50% of the fields have some type of stand issue, and 20% of them have a severe stand issue, meaning the corn continues to go down with time. So again, continue to scout and harvest accordingly. The other thing you've got to remember, some of you, we had the conversation this summer about not spraying a fungicide and using that $25 to $30 uh, for dryer gas if we need it. Got to remember that conversation because depending on your yield, you got uh, money set aside if you want to think of it by not spraying a fungicide to take anywhere from three to five points of moisture out, meaning that you could harvest at 25% before this corn goes down, waiting for it to get to 21 and still be the same amount of dollars if you spent the fungicide. As this corn continues to go down and now we have to switch and take out soybeans for a couple of weeks, we could end up with some risky situations out there at South. The ruts in the field, a number of guys are calling in about uh, their combines and grain carts getting stuck and cutting ruts and what we're going to do, especially in our no-till, strip-till acres. Here again, if you're combining in those wet fields because of standability issues, my recommendation is to keep going if you can, and we'll deal with the ruts later, meaning that that's how important getting this harvest out is, especially when the corn's going down. We don't want to leave 20 to 50 bushel in the field because we couldn't get underneath it. If your standability is good and you can go somewhere else, the moisture in your beans is high enough so you're not shelling on the ground, then we can bypass those acres come back later. But if you can get through them and everything else dictates they should be harvested, I would take it out. Now, how do we deal with those ruts? We sure want to try to deal with them this fall, and it's going to be a chisel plow, not an inline river. So our function is going to be to fill those ruts in, don't let them overwinter as ruts, and then next fall, we can use our deeper tillage equipment to take it out. And I know that means for some of you moving away from a no-till program or a strip-till program for a couple of years or at least one year until we get this situation straightened out. Um, but I think that's a better choice than trying to wait uh, until the field's dry enough when you've got corn falling down um, in front of you. So keep that in mind. Um, bean harvest is well underway now. Uh, a lot of the 2.5 to 3.1 starting to come out. And I have to say, I'm pleasantly surprised with the bean yields that we're seeing. Uh, the corn yields were as good as we expected from doing uh, yield checks, and the corn yields continue to stay strong as we get into some of these later numbers, uh, seeing the yield averages continue to bump up. The bean yields were a wild card, and the initial harvest for this week says that the bean yields are going to be higher than I expected. Um, where we had no disease, we're harvesting between 60 and 80 bushel bean averages. 
uh, where we have the sudden death issues, but it looks like there's enough high-yielding beans in some of these sudden death fields, we're still going to be able to maybe maintain a 50 or 55 bushel average. So that is encouraging from what I thought just four or five weeks ago. I don't know if the later season beans will hang in there as strong, but I think they will. Uh, I think we're going to harvest a lot of uh, 65, 70 bushel beans. Uh, we even took some short beans out the other day that were still holding almost 60 bushel, and uh, they, they weren't even knee high. So a situation where I'm encouraged uh, about the bean yields that I'm seeing. As you guys are combining these fields that need to be soil tested, make sure you're letting the office know. We try to keep our crews as close to the combines as we can so you can get your data back and get your tillage done, <clears throat> get your fertilizer spread, especially if we've got to till these ruts in. So um, don't combine all season and then call in the acres that are done. As you get these fields knocked off that need to be soil tested, let our office know. The crew will be in there and they'll clean that up uh, right behind you. Uh, another word on the plot side, as we uh, take these plots out, you guys that have crop tech plots to take out, if you can give us a couple days notice, that makes things a lot easier for us to line up cards and make sure that we got you covered. Um, for the adapt-in plots, Cornell University has decided that they want stock nitrates if they can get them. So Katie will be sending you guys that are in the adapt-in plot, will be sending you guys uh, the details on how to collect stock nitrates. Uh, Cornell will take care of the lab fees on the stock nitrate. But for a lot of these plots, that would mean about nine stock nitrates samples per plot. If you um, schedule it with us so we can have one of our representatives there to help you take it out, we will collect the stock nitrates for you, uh, and you won't have to worry about it. Also, you probably received an email for you guys that are doing the fixed flex plots for us, where we're going from the mid-20s to the mid-30s in our corn hybrid populations. We do have drying bags. They're kind of like onion bags at the office. And uh, you should have received in your emails the form to fill out for each of your hybrids for each population. If you want to stop by and pick up the drying bags and put 10 representative ears in there, so looking at stalks and ear type, pick 10 of them that represent the low population and 10 the high population, uh, and bring them to the office. We'll dry them, and we'll shell them later in the year. If you put them in a regular garbage bag or sack, um, don't leave them in there too long before you get them in the office and get them transferred to a drying bag so we don't have mold issues to deal with. But what we do, uh, we'll weigh those ears and we'll shell them and we'll weigh the grain to help you figure out which hybrids are flex versus determined in that project. So, again, those bags are at the office, and if you stop by, uh, the guys can give you a set for your plot itself. With that, that's all for this week. Keep it safe uh, and keep on trucking.